welcome back to the podcast with your host, Samantha, and I'm Alexa, and we're here to light up your life. Today, we have such an extraordinary guest. His name is Ryan Lockie. He's an American Olympic swimmer who gains international recognition for his exceptional talents in the pool. Ryan is a 12-time Olympic medalist with six gold medals, three silver medals, and three bronze medals to his name. And he has a competitive spirit, and this has made him one of the most accomplished swimmers in the history of the sport. So we are so excited to have you on our podcast. It's just going to be such an amazing episode. And do you want to kick off our question? Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) So can you tell us a little bit more about how you discovered your passion for swimming? Um, so I grew up in upstate New York in Rochester, New York, and I was always around the swim, uh, the swimming pool. Um, Both my parents at the time were swim coaches. So I was always the one like going to a daddy work day and just being around the pool. Um, and it wasn't until I, I fell into the pool, literally fell into the deep end. Um, I had a snowsuit on coming in from outside the winter. Um, and I fell in the deep end and my dad saw me across the pool. He ran over frantic being like, Oh my gosh, Oh my gosh. He picked me up. Uh, got me out of the water. And as soon as he got me out of the water, I started bawling my eyes out crying. He went to go get a towel. And as soon as he went to go get a towel, I jumped back in on my own. No way. Giggling, I was giggling, laughing. And I think that's when like my love and passion for the water started. Wow. Um, and then I didn't, I didn't start swimming until I was eight years old. And I was watching I was watching the 92 Olympic uh, games and there was a swimmer from the U S team, Pablo Morales. He won the Hunter butterfly um, in 92. And I just remember seeing him after he won, he was congratulating the other um, swimmers, good sportsmanship. And then he was walking around the pool deck, like waving, like signing autographs, taking pictures with um, the fans. And I was like, you know what, that is the coolest thing. I want to be just like that guy. So I think that's when my dreams and passion on wanting to become um, Olympic gold medalist and swim for USA um, started at the age of eight. I love that. That's an amazing story. Yeah, that's so cool. I was expecting you and your dad to be freaked out, especially after you jumped in the pool the first time, but you laughing and jumping right back in. That's wild. (laughs) Yeah, as soon as he saw me jump back in, he like ran back over, but I was giggling. He's like, "Eh, well, you're good. (laughs) Wow, that's really cool. And so to be able to even get to the Olympics, you have to build up such a resilient mindset and it's so much dedication and hard work. So what are some of the tools and skills that you had to learn and you had to, you know, internalize to be able to become a champion? You know, growing up, I, I wasn't the best. I know a lot of people, when they see like Michael Phelps, they see me or Katie Ledecky, all these other Olympians, they're like, man, these guys been just great their whole entire lives um for me that was definitely not the case um I was pretty good in New York but then when I moved to Daytona Beach uh Florida when I was 11 years old the swimming atmosphere in Florida is 10 times harder than New York um so I was kind of almost at the top and then I dropped to the bottom when I moved to Daytona and I wasn't that good um I almost barely didn't get a scholarship to college Um, I was a late bloomer. Um, And the thing that kept me going was 
I knew my dreams. I knew what my goal was, was going to the Olympics and getting an individual gold medal and breaking a world record at the same time. That was my goal. And a lot of my friends growing up, they were like, yeah, right. Going to the Olympics, get a gold medal. Like one out of everyone in the entire world does that. Like you can't do that. And I just fed off that. I was like, you know what? Watch me. Just watch me. So growing up in high school, when my friends wanted to go to the beach and go surfing, I didn't. I was like, you know what? I got to go to practice. Even though I wasn't good, I went to practice because I had a goal. I had a dream. And, and then I got, uh, finally got the, the chance to go to uh, University of Florida here in Gainesville. Um, and I went on a scholarship. And even then, I was bad in college. Um, and, but like, I knew what I wanted to do. So there's times where after swim practice on my own, no coaches, no swimmers around, I would stay like 30 minutes after practice by myself and work on things that I was bad at, like working on my techniques, working on my underwater dolphin kicks, um, things to make me become better. And I did a lot of sacrifices and it made me become one of the hardest trainers in the world like I can out train anyone I will go until I bleed until like I just give out and then I'll find somewhere else inside me and I'll keep going um and I think that was what really made me who I am it was I wasn't gonna stop until I reached my goal that's amazing dedication Yeah. yeah so you had that vision of what you wanted to be like in the future and then I want to go back to the point that you made, you know, so many naysayers saying that you're never going to be able to do that. And so it probably just built up your mindset to be like, okay, I have this vision. I want to accomplish it. And to your point, you had to starve your distractions. You had to train every single day. And like you were saying, you were the hardest trainer as well. So do you think that combination of those three things really helped propel you to be a champion? I would add one more to that. Um, I was having fun. Um, swimming wasn't, I wasn't so focused on just swimming. When I went to the swimming pool, I was 110% focused. No one was going to mess with me and I was going to whoop everyone's ass. That was my mindset when I went to the swimming pool. But when I left the swimming pool, I didn't think about swimming. I didn't want to. I had a different life. I went to go to the beach. I went surfing, hung out with my friends. But when it was the swimming time, I was focused. And I think that different um, doing living that like two different lifestyles, I think that's what helped me and what made because I was having fun. I wasn't like going home and looking up swimming. I wasn't like so I wasn't so like overworked. So when I went to the swimming pool, I was really refreshed and I was just ready to train. And then after that, I was just going to be me, be Ryan, just go have fun. Yeah, it's important to keep that healthy balance, right? Be able to uh, de-stress kind of from what your main task and goals are and and have a healthy balance. So uh, it's wonderful to hear that you were able to find that balance and you feel that it actually helped you in your competitions. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. And um, so when you were training for the Olympics, Mm. what did that look like? 
for your training? Did you have to, like how many hours a day were you training? Were you writing your goals down of what you wanted to do? Were you visualizing them? I mean, I know that a lot of athletes have to visualize what they want to happen, kind of like you said, when you were inspired by the Olympic swimmer. So what did that look like for you on a daily basis when you were training? So I, my first Olympics was in 2004. Um, I went to college in 2002. So my sophomore year is when um, the summer of my so after my sophomore year is when I went to the Olympics. Um, I never did the visualization. I never did anything like that. It was, I honestly, I just, I trained so hard. And you know, when people, when they train or when you guys are working out or anything, you're just like completely gassed. You're so tired. You're just like, I'm like, kaput. That's when I like dig down deep inside and I find something. There's always something more in anyone. You just have to dig down deep and find it and you got to pull it out. But once you do, you get that taste of it. And I was able to do that um, my freshman year. And once I was able to do that, when I was fatiguing or anything, I would find something in me and I'd get another burst. Like I just keep going and keep going. And I think that's why I can out train anyone because I had no limits. Um, but I never did the, so I left everything in the pool. All right. So I was that. So when I went to the starting blocks or when I did anything, I just believed on my training because I out trained everyone. And I knew that I knew that in my mind, in my body. So when I went out to the blocks, like, all I could do is just have fun because, and be like, who wants this? Because you're going to have to, you're going to have to bleed in order to beat me. Yes. Oh, I love yeah, absolutely. How are you able to push yourself to your new limits, both mentally and physically? How, how would you say you went about trying to push yourself to, to the absolute limit? Um, well, you, you had to understand, like, I knew the people that I was training with, like, everyone is in the same boat. Everyone's getting tired. They're doing the same practice as you. Everyone's fatiguing the same way as you. Um, and then you just got to, like, my, it was my coach. He's like, there's always something left. And I really listened to it. Um, and I was like, you know what? There is something left. You just have to find it. And once you find it, it becomes easy. But finding it is the hardest thing. You just, you have to be uncomfortable. And I think that's what started it is like, I was able to find a way that I was very uncomfortable and I was able to process that and turn it into like my weapon. That's so true. And a lot of people won't get to that point where they, they let fear hold them back. And you didn't, you just kept pushing your limits, like she was saying, and then you just kept building up more resilience. And you're like, okay, if I could do this, I could do something else. And so that's pretty extraordinary. We love that. And so kind of talking about, we know that you were on the Ed Milet show. I was also on his show too. And I know you shared there that you were, you're going to say that you retired from your, you know, your swimming career. So we want to know what you're doing now after a year. I, I can't believe the show is almost been a year since it's been out. So what does your life look like now? What is your passions now? Oh my gosh. It's probably a loaded question. <laughs> I'm so happy right now. I'm probably the happiest I've ever been. Um, you know, everything that I'm doing now 
is all about my family, all about my kids. And I couldn't be more happier. I'm doing so, I'm like getting, because the mindset that I had for swimming, this was the biggest challenge for me was transitioning that, like that determination, that passion that I had for swimming, transitioning it over into like the real world, to the business world. Um, so I'm still trying to do that, figure it out. Um, but I'm getting my... Um, toes in the water and a bunch of things that I'm doing. Um, one of the biggest things that I'm doing right now, anything I do right now is has to do with something with kids. Um, I'm a big kid myself. Um, I just want to help the younger generation out. It's not about me. It's not about us. It's about the younger generation. And I really want to make an impact on the younger generation. So what we created was, I guess you could say it's like a a little kids children's like olympics for school called agc the international age group championship and it's kids um ages 10 to 16 from all over the world the best of the best coming together in one roof and competing wow the u.s the u.s um the kids don't have that opportunity to compete against the international um kids so we created this swim meet of that high-end competition to get that atmosphere of what it will be like going to the olympics because when people go to the olympics they like excuse my french shit their pants (laughs) they're like what the heck what is this? <laughs> yes. And we want to get that atmosphere, that feeling for them already at a young age. So when they do get to the Olympics, they're like, hey, I've done this before. But we're doing a little twist with a little lofty flair. We're going to make it fun. Because you know what? If you're having fun in life or in anything you do, you're going to succeed. And you're going to succeed higher and higher and higher. So that's what I want these kids to learn like swimming is just a sport not your life there's so much more to life than swimming so when you're swimming have fun with it that's what it is that's what's life all about is having fun enjoying the moment and trying to make yourself better each day so like in the background of like the swim meet that we're creating um which it's going to be december 13th through the 16th in atlanta Georgia, where the 1996 Olympic Games were held. Um, I'll be the ambassador. I'll be um, doing everything. But we're going to have, like, our video games in the background. We're going to have, like, if someone breaks a record or anything like that, we're going to have, like, fireworks. Maybe not fireworks, because I don't think you can have that in the building. But, we're gonna <laughs> like, fire. Like, it's just going to be an atmosphere where it is very tough. But at the same time, it's going to be like, you know what? We're just having fun. We're just doing what we love to do in race. I love the high energy. I love the motivation. I think kids are really going to be inspired by all that. That's amazing. Yeah, that's really amazing. I love so that. That's, like, that's one of the biggest things I'm working on now. Um, another thing is, like my dad growing up, I think he's one of the top five best coaches in the world. And me and him are doing swim clinics going around the country and world teaching kids how to swim and I love that I mean I love it and giving these kids like I guess um 
things that I've learned throughout my swimming career um, and helping basically just helping the younger generation out. Um, so we're doing that. And what else? Um, I have my own shoes. Um, I design my own shoes um, with. Yes, uh, with Riddick Shoes. Um, it's a high-end Italian leather company. Um, and I'm able to design whatever I want. So <laughs> I created um, two pairs of shoes, uh, high tops and a low top, um, sneakers and a sandal. That's pretty incredible. Do you have your own website where you're, you're selling those sneakers or are you in stores right now at this point? Um, yes. So you can go get them on, uh, riddickshoes.com uh, and purchase there. Um, I'm also like, I'm redoing my whole everything. So like my websites, everything. So we're getting that up and running, um, because I'm coming out with a new merch line and everything like that. So like, I'm just, I'm just having fun doing everything. <laughs> I'm so excited for you because, you know, your video with Ed Milet, you were in a place where you're like, I don't know what I'm going to do. And I know Ed Milet talked a little bit about how, you know, you can do things with, with children and that's your passion. And it's like a year later, you're doing what you said you were going to do. And I think that is so important. If you say what you're going to do and you follow it and you make it fun and you make it part of, you know, your pursuit to helping little kids like you were saying I think that it's just so amazing to see what you've done in a year's time yeah I mean it's hard work and I'm still trying to get the hang of it of just like not waking up and going to the swimming pool but waking up and opening up my computer and doing emails and stuff like that I'm like uh I don't know what I'm doing oh, but yeah oh also uh creating my own um sunscreen okay, okay. yeah yeah Yes, everything is going to be clean. Um, it's there's going to be some things that are kid friendly, like they're going to have like a green, like sunscreen or red, red, white, blue type. Um, it's going to be very fun. But you know, my dad had skin cancer, and me being around Florida and in the sun and swimming outside my entire life, I never used sunscreen. So I was like. Like hardly any swimmer uses sunscreen because they think, oh, they're in the water, they're safe. No, no, definitely not. So um, we created, um, the name is amazing. I freaking love it. It's called Block Tea. Oh, that's perfect. That's yeah. awesome. Yes. So we're in the, we're in right now, we're developing it and everything like that. And it's going to be on where you can go on my website and everything and purchase it and everything like that. And hopefully in stores, but yeah. Oh my gosh, that's really exciting. You have so many things going on and I'm just I so happy that you, you know, you found a new passion and it still has to do with swimming, but just, you know, you helping children. And yeah. I think that's very needed now always will be involved in the sport of swimming no matter what i mean that's what seriously made me who i am today um but at the same time like i want to be bigger than swimming i want to make swimming i want to put swimming in everyone's living room i want to make swimming bigger than what it is and the only way i know how to do that is by helping the sport of swimming but also going outside the box going outside of my comfort zone and doing things that I'm not used to. You're right.
but yeah. look, you're, you're doing it now, right? It's like, you, you're not used to opening up your laptop and responding emails, but you're doing it and you're creating this really bright future for yourself aside from, you know, being an Olympic champion. That is really cool. And it's very inspiring for people. I feel like probably a lot of athletes felt like you did where it's like, I don't know who I am because I made that my identity. And I think that's really important going back to the fact that you didn't allow swimming to be just your identity. You, you kept that separate. And I feel like that's hard for a lot of people moving forward. So I commend you for doing that because it's not easy. A lot of people just identify themselves as a mother or a teacher or a doctor, and you're encompassing that entire thing and making it a lifestyle for you. Yeah. I mean, it was the, one of the hardest things I went through some depression just because yes, I didn't consider myself as just a swimmer. Um, I considered myself as more, but I didn't really prepare myself when swimming was over. And I think that's what really scared me because I was like, I need to provide for my family. Like, I don't care about what I've done. Like, this is my life. These kids, my wife, like, that's my life. And I have to provide for them. And I didn't know how. And I was scared. Um, so I went through some depression, but like, I was able to, like, Ed Milet, like, he helped me, like, able to turn to my friends, my family. Um, and they helped me out and I mean, and now I'm just starting to get that, um, that little fire burning inside of transition over, not to sports, but like into my business career. So, yeah, I can see that through your passion, just speaking about it and, you know, sharing your vision of what, what's going to happen. So we're really excited for you. Oh, yes. thank you. Yeah. It's amazing to hear how you were able to overcome some of those challenges. And that, like you said, ending your career and trying to pivot to new passions. And it sounds like you, you're, you're a great dad. Um, you have little ones. What is uh, your vision for them? Are you hoping to get them into a pool? Are you um, hoping to coach them and help them do the same going forward? I, I talked to my wife about this. I was like, man, I don't want to wake up at six o'clock in the morning and take them to the swimming pool. But you know what? I want my kids to make their own decision. Um, I, they have to learn how to swim no matter what. I don't care. That is like one of my biggest things is like drowning is like one of the second leading causes of death in the world. And it can be stopped by just teaching kids how to swim at an early age. And so my kids are definitely going to swim. They love the water. Um, and my son is going to try out uh, for a club team here. Um, he loves it. And I'm like, hey, if you want to do this, I'm not going to push him. Um, I'm just going to say, I mean, if you want to do this, you got to commit to it. Yeah. All right. For the season, if you don't want to do it, you're done. But you're, if you start something, you got to finish it. I think that's Absolutely. such a valuable tool to teach your children. Whatever you start, you need to put your all into it. Because a lot of times, I mean, for me growing up, I never saw my parents finish anything. And so yeah. I think that's really important to instill in your child. If you're going for something, you need to go all in and you need to yeah, dedicate yourself to it. And if not, then it's... Because you never, you never know what's going to happen. Who knows? Like, I might hate it at first, but like, in a week or two, he might like get really good and be like, you know what? I like this. Yeah. Let's keep so you just never know. I don't want to half-ass anything with them. Um, 
you go big or go home. I mean, that was my model growing up. Um, and I want to just uh, give it to them being like, if you're going to do something, don't half-ass it. And there's such amazing skills that any sport really brings to build your character, right? So whether it's swimming or anything else that you're doing, it's an individual or a team sport. There's so many skills and so many things that actually build your character. I'm sure you've experienced that too, where swimming, um, I'm sure, built your character to who you are today. And how would you say that that has um, applied to the world that you're in today? So I'm sure there's still things that you're the consistency or whatever you needed to do to really push yourself in the pool now apply to, to the world that you're living in today. Uh, I think, you know, uh, setting my goals, my um, goal sets, um, and also my work ethic. Um, I mean, I'm still trying to learn it, transition it over to the, <laughs> like the business side. Um, but I'm starting to get the hang of it and very time management. Um, I was with swimming. You had a set time. You had to go there. You had to be there early. So I'm very early in a lot of every, mostly everything I do. Um, um, and then just like my skill sets that I've learned. Um, but the, at the same time, everything that swimming's kind of helped me and was able for me, make it easier for me to transition over to like the business side. Um, at the same time, I'm having fun doing it. And I think that's one of the most important things is you're not going to succeed very as well or as fast if you're not having fun and you're not enjoying what you do. Um, and that's one of the biggest things that I was doing while I was swimming. Maybe I had a little too much fun sometimes. <laughs> um, I think I everyone knows. never have too much fun, Ryan. <laughs> yeah, there's no such thing as too much fun. <laughs> too much fun. But at the same time, I, was, I wasn't just trying to better myself. I was trying to better everyone around me. I'm very a big believer on positivity. Like if someone's negative, I seriously will just walk away and be like, bye, I don't care. Because no. <laughs> it, it is very contagious. And I see it firsthand in swimming. When I was growing up in swimming, someone being negative and be like, oh, I don't want to do this, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, well, you're not going to go far. <laughs> no, I, I just try to always be happy I always try to help other people because if you help other people out their their motivation and their dreams and their goals are going to increase and if they increase they're going to help you increase so and that, so that mindset transpires into business too like for me if yeah. I'm not helping and coaching my team the correct way then they're not getting successful, but I'm not gaining success either. So it really starts with you and inspiring the people around you, like you were saying, to be able to be their best selves. And we, we look at that a lot. You know, we look at people in our life who really brings us up, who, you know, are doing big things and, you know, you're, it's law of attraction, right? It, it feels good to be around those people. And we had a guest on our podcast last week, and he was saying that, you know, if there's someone in his business that is not performing and who is negative or like a cancer to the environment, he just fires them. He gets rid of them. And I think that's really important oh. to, take, to take that into account in your life in general, like who's building you up, who's making you feel good and who's doing the opposite and really taking that inventory. So, yeah, I think that's really important. That's one of the most important things, especially in this world. Like there's so much negativity, like we just got to turn around and just be positive. Yes. 
it's important to keep things fun. And I love that. And I think you've really mentioned that quite a bit throughout the podcast. And I think we lose sight of that. And I think just how often you spoke about it and you're like, I, I go into the pool and I just have a good time. This is my passion. This is my purpose. But I also try to have a good time with it. And I think that's so important. It's finding something that you are passionate about and mm-hmm. something that you can be consistent with, but still have fun. And I think that's so important. So just your mental health and your overall well-being and finding something that brings you that much joy. And, um, you know, we can all hope to find something that we also feel the same way about. So I think that's very inspiring. Thank you, Ryan. I know. Yes, of course. Absolutely. And just to wrap this up, what it, what would be one thing you would tell our audience if they're starting a business or they're trying to go for that gold medal like you did? Like, what is one inspiring piece of advice that you would give our listeners? Well, it's kind of it's something that I tell these kids um, when I do swim clinics is something. There's kind of three guidelines, three rules that I've kind of lived by throughout my whole entire life. That's kind of helped me and shaped me who I am today. Um, and this might be a little bit more towards swimming for me, but you can tra- you can turn it around for you guys, for anyone. Um, is one, listen to your coach. Um, whether for me, it was my swim coach. For you guys, it could be your um, person that you look up to or anything like that. Listen to your coach because they've been doing it probably longer than you guys have. They're smart. And for me, it was to listen to them because they wanted to help me. Um, Two was make sure you guys set short-term and long-term goals. Um, for me, my long-term goal was going to the Olympics, getting a gold medal. My short-term goals were those little things every day. Like I had a goal every day I went to the swimming pool of trying to do something better because those little things are going to add up. And then that big goal you have is what you want to do in 10 years where do you want to see yourself in 10 years and so you always have a purpose every time you wake up you have a purpose you're not just waking up being like oh what do i do no you have a purpose you have a drive um and then the third one you guys already know what it's what i'm gonna say is have fun (laughs) (laughs) we love that one that's the best one (laughs) so like those three things is something that i live by and like after I stopped swimming, I was like, what do I do? Like, I, and then I turned to my, like, I was like, you know what? Like, this is so stupid. Like I need to start thinking like how I did for swimming, like my three, my three rules. And I started taking those three rules and putting it into my business, my empire that I'm trying to build. And it's working so much easier and I'm having, I'm doing it with a smile. So Hopefully, it'll be good. Amazing. This has been such an incredible episode. So for our listeners, where can they find you? I know you're on Instagram. If you have a YouTube, I know you're building uh, up a website. Yes, yeah, so uh, building up my website. Uh, okay. sneakers. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I have a low top. The low top, the green one, the green high top is kind of out there. That's kind of like a little bit more my personality. Um, but yeah, check them out. Um, definitely my website, uh, ryanlochte.com or at Ryan Lochte for Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, you name it. Um, so yeah.